0: Hey guys, future Mark here. Just wanted to give you a heads up and let you know that this episode has been split into two pieces. So it's going to end a little bit abruptly. Um, We had so much audio that we recorded a little over three hours that we decided to put out two hour and a half episodes this week to cover all of the card reviews and talk about the cards we've seen so far. You'll probably notice that we are probably noticeably sleepier in the second hour and a half episode, but uh, you can be able to check, you'll be able to check that out like um, tomorrow. So uh, we'll put this out on the 21st and the 22nd. You should see episode 27.5. Okay, let's get on with the show. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of Legends of Runeterra. This episode is supported by listeners like you. To become a supporter of Legends Cast, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends. It just just gets steadily less you can't hear it like eventually someone's gonna to listen to it like wait what game am i listening to a podcast it's not you're not gonna understand uh my name is mark or the lift uh, i'm outside of pittsburgh pa and i'm here with you tonight we're live on twitch.tv slash the lift as well hanging out with some people here in the chat and with me tonight i have my ever faithful and legendary co-host dead broke nerd but we also have a special guest uh special guest a gist there's no retakes and things like this if there's a gist you just go with the gist we have a special guest with us tonight uh we have jeff uh who is the uh Guest discord lead admin and also one of the hosts of the uh off meta report podcast right did i get your podcast right jeff
1: yep that's the podcast
0: that's the podcast so he's Mm -hmm. coming in here and he's joining us tonight because we got lots of stuff to talk about but let's start off uh dbn man how you doing
2: no, I'm doing pretty good. Um, didn't really get as much time to play LOR. I did play a little bit uh, at the beginning of the LOR week, which means Thursday. Um, but uh, haven't really gotten as much time to play it since, unfortunately. Um, but you know, life's going good. Work's been busy, but uh, really, the bigger thing is the <laughs> as even though this is not uh this is a Runeterra podcast, uh, I have been really jamming Apex Legends. Uh, with the new season oh, that came out. Oh,
0: that started like today, so, right? That was like a today uh, It
2: was uh, yesterday. Yesterday. So, hmm
0: Okay, okay.
2: No, yeah, pretty Pretty hype.
0: All that I know, I watched a streamer playing it last night. All that I know is that everyone is more squishy. That's all that I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone the, dies. Uh, they easier. brought
2: the armor down for everything, uh, but they made some really interesting changes, new gun, new legend. Just to, It's just fun. Map changes are really the thing I always look forward to just to mix it
0: nice, up. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I have lots of Runeterra stuff, but I want to go to Jeff first. Jeff, tell us, uh, well, tell us about your week, you know, how you doing, and, and then, I mean, you're like our... Uh, not only our lead admin, but like one of our most avid LOR grinders in terms of like experience. Like every week, if we were like, "What? What's your chest at?" It's like Saturday morning. I'm like, "I'm at level four <laughs> Jeff is like, "I'm at thirteen with five bonus caps." <laughs> I'm like, "How?" <laughs> How? <laughs> um, so, hey, man, uh, introduce yourself to the to the audience. Uh, I mean, anyone in the Discord will know you, but tell us a little about yourself, man. How'd you get involved with legend cast and lor
1: yep yeah, well i am a legends clat cast uh old school guy from the Tesla days uh yeah. and i joined the group joined the discord group after watching the live stream and he goes hey have you heard of discord And i said i know about it i've never downloaded it i've never even and i did that night and i jumped into the group and welcomed me really quickly and they brought me on as a mod and now i'm the head admin of the group which means not that much i just keep things civil i guess
0: don't let him lie to you he's basically mine and dbn's boss at, in our house <laughs> like when we go wow. to our 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 house in the discord we just we do what jeff tells us to do
1: yeah stop posting yeah. in that announcements channel when you're not supposed to no.
2: Yeah, that would do. (laughs) No, just literally,
1: literally in our house.
2: Like I go and I reach for that second soda and Jeff pings me. No, you can't have that.
0: (laughs) That's not for you. That's I don't care that you live alone. You shouldn't have to.
2: (laughs) That's what he says, man. That's what he says. (laughs)
0: Jeff, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I kind of forgot that you were that you were like the I don't I don't use discord because like me like I was an I don't use discord until I started the podcast and Beefquake reached out to me and was like, hey, you should use a discord and I'll help you set it up It was our first lead admin and then Jeff Mm -hmm. took over for him Probably about I don't know what four maybe like six months ago four or six months ago something like that It was right about the fall of tessel. I think Yeah yeah. 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 That's what I thought. So, uh, you played, you played Tesla. You now you're playing LOR, obviously. Do you have a history with card games before Tesla and, uh, and, and things like that? Were you playing card games before that?
1: So, uh, mostly really got into just board games, which is kind of strange, but, um, it, it shares with card games. Sure. Shares, shares a zone with that. Um, it was, mostly like uh, card-based board games as well um, and that kind of thing. And then that led into a lot of my friends playing Magic the Gathering. So I start playing Magic the Gathering a little a little bit like that. But but really it was TESL, the digital card game, that got me into really into card and strategy style games. Um, and uh, yeah, it got me in. I was... Joined at mobile, and then I downloaded it on the PC, and then now I'm pretty much just uh, PC LOR, except for when I'm trying to grind some experience.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. We've had some pretty good ways to some grind some experience in the game, too. So, tell us about your week in LOR, man. What have you been playing? What have you been up to, experimenting with? You know, what's your week been like in the game?
1: I I've been... Stroke just platinum three, platinum platinum three and platinum two, just up and down. Uh and it has been more annoying than anything. Uh last night I ran into three bad matchups that just immediately uh tilted me and I just stopped playing. It, I just sick uh 60 XP down or LP down and I was like tonight is not the night. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'm hitting diamond. I I really don't. Uh, I, I had that feeling the previous two seasons, guess what? Didn't happen. So, um, we're just chilling until Targon comes out. So
0: yeah. Uh, a week, a week, right? One week from today. Are we in Targon land? It comes out on the 26
2: (laughs) Targon land.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Targonia?
0: Targonia. Yeah, it's not really as Targon land as I thought it was going to be, uh, as it turns out, But because there's not as many champs for Targon as I thought we were going to get, so I'm kind of disappointed with it. Is it the 26th? Or is it like the... It has... No, no. 26th and
1: 27th. I'm not sure which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It might, might go live on the 27th, and we might get everything, all the leaks and everything on the 26th, and the patch notes and and that. Mm,
0: sure. Sort of. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, so that that's that's exciting. So we're like a week away from the next expansion. So for me, uh, my week in LOR was awesome. Um, so uh, I recorded, if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know I recorded last week's episode early and solo because DB and I couldn't, we, we were just struggling to get our schedules lined up because I was going on vacation and because I do all of like the post work and the posting and everything. Um, I just, I have to be there for the recording to happen right now. And so uh, I uh, I recorded early and then I went on vacation. And as it turns out, when you go on vacation to a hotel and you have two children, um, you end up in the hotel room a lot because they have to sleep so much. Um, <laughs> and you have to be there to make them. And you they don't let you just leave your young children um, alone in hotel rooms. They want you to stay with them. So, that makes um. Sense. I was really glad that I got my iPad, so uh, I just started grinding away, and I was like, you know what? Like, I I typically am getting on LOR, completing quests, playing a few fun games, making sure I grab three wins a day. For the most part, that's what I'm doing. I want to do something. I want I want to really grind because I was gold last season, and uh, and I have I got to gold and was just like I quit playing ranked almost immediately after hitting gold this season, and so I got on, uh, picked up a couple of the meta decks. Grabbed the um, the Quinn MF Scouts deck that was pretty popular. Um, I started with Deep and Deep ground me up kind of like a, a rank or two. I, I was sitting towards the top or like the maybe the middle of gold, gold three I think, like halfway through gold three. And I just started getting wrecked with Deep. Like there's a couple of decks. It was like all when I was playing last week, it was all Deep. It was Swain Ezreal and it was MF. That was that was basically it. So I made the MF deck, and I ground and ground and ground and uh, and I found plat. So that was that was awesome. So on vacation, I was able to celebrate. It was one of the first times I got above (laughs) 13 on the chest. So I, I went to like I don't know 13 with an extra capsule or something last week and uh and found uh plat four so i i went way through plat four but haven't gone back to playing rank since i was on vacation so as it turns out if you get me away from my gaming pc that's where i actually play legends of runeterra the most <laughs> otherwise i get distracted and i get into a different game um typically the same game but uh, that's part of the that's part of the problem with liking MMOs I guess um but yeah so hit uh hit plat and was really excited about that the Quinn uh the Quinn MF deck is real strong real good Hmm. yeah uh pretty good yeah very fast really board centric um pretty simple to play pretty quick games can overwhelm your opponent pretty easily. Um, and I think the worst matchup was against Swain Ezreal. Swain Ezreal just has a lot of pings and if they can stop your board, you can't Bannerman, um, that typically will, you know, you you need a wide board to be able to buff it and and be able to win some. So, yeah, so that's what I that's what I hit the 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 plat rank with. That was a lot of fun. Um, that was basically my my whole week in LOR was deep in scouts. A lot of deep and scouts. It does feel pretty good though when you're playing deep and you get like I think I got a round five or around six um, Maokai level up, which was pretty mm. crazy. Wow. Just drew like all of the jettisons and the little creature that throws stuff overboard that tosses three, whatever his name is, the creepy.
2: The dredgers? The
0: dredgers. Yeah. That thing. Yeah.
2: Or are you talking about the, the dead bloom?
0: No, 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 no. The dredgers. The dredgers. The, okay. w- the one mana, one ones that toss three. Just like got I all, to toss all of those.
2: two
0: now. No, no. there used to be a one mana, two one that tossed three. Now they're a one mana, one one that tossed three.
2: Oh yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So I I played I played that was that was kind of a cool game when you hit like play Malkai and the next round you burn their whole deck, uh, and it was it was like a combo deck. It was like a it was the 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 barrier one that was going around. Uh, so oh yeah static sheep is yeah you did that in your league match Uh, I did yeah I, I did that in my league match as well but that was that was like a round later we hit it in like six that didn't feel good I felt really bad playing like a league match and I had just thrown deep in because I didn't have another jank deck to bring so I just grabbed a deep deck and played it and uh, it was like it it was it was nutsy it was nuts sometimes it just goes off the, 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 I think it's like the turbo deep deck that BBG's been playing I think that's that's what it is uh, but we want to talk about the uh the event because the event wrapped up mm. since last time since last time we talked so uh we'll, we'll, we'll flip it back we'll start with Jeff. uh how'd, how'd you guys do in the event jet you can start
1: uh yeah i finished my region path or my my event path i suppose and i uh, got all that uh, all those free goodies those free goodies that i paid 10 bucks for sure um <laughs> uh, uh, but at least now i don't have just the vanilla poros and uh i got some more emotes so that's that's awesome like it's pretty sweet for 10 bucks well well paid well worth it
0: yeah have you used have you used the the stuff from the event pass like do you the cosmetics oh, yeah. use them which is your um, favorite thing that you got from the event pass
1: uh it's either the Yone yone uh, emote or the yasuo emote they, those two just like you can just kind of like trigger them off of each other um i've been using the yone emote as uh, a new brahma emote, which is you know another another type of toxic i suppose but it's also just like a greeting so you're like hey what's up and just wink um and uh also it's like wait when your when your uh, opponent says like, wait, you didn't block the way I wanted you to, or you didn't do what I thought you were going to, then you're like, yeah, okay, wink, and it's good. And then and then just the the yatsu, the spirit blossom Yasuo.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That-
1: I don't know why. Just the animation just makes me laugh. Um, he, he just kind of like a, eh, I got my drink. Uh, I'm all right. I'm chilling. Uh, so so those two are are just like really fun to. Fun to uh to use. It's way better than the vanilla, uh the basic emotes. Yeah, and they're awesome. Yeah,
0: sure. So were you were you happy? Like you so you're saying ten dollars well spent. So you think like future events you wouldn't mind throwing ten bucks at them if the rewards are as good as this event?
1: Definitely. And and I wish there was a board. That was the only thing. If we had some sort of board that would have been an instant buy it already was an instant buy but um it was it would have been even better because i'm getting tired of that green rift board uh i need i need something else um and and 10 bucks every single like big patch like if they have another event pass for targon that is going to be that's that's frequent, man. Every single expansion there's a new pass. That's that seems like it's a lot. I'm hoping that they'll just have like expansions every so often or or uh events every so often. I don't know about every expansion. That's pretty wild. I
0: I'm kinda hoping they have one with each i don't know maybe not like one with each season maybe not one with each expansion means we're getting a big expansion and two little ones for this one you know like maybe if there was one event throughout the course of all three of those things but i don't know i well uh, DBN, go ahead tell tell us about your your did, uh, did you get to finish your event pass did you get everything uh
2: no i didn't um the event pass was a bit of a disappointment for me i'll, I'll be honest um, okay.
0: Okay. Explain.
2: I like, well, I just didn't like playing it. I thought the rewards were cool, although I do agree with Jeff. I feel like there should have been a board or some sort of big top end thing to like make me want to finish it. Hmm. But at, like the only, like, I, there was a couple things. The only things I actually wanted really were the card backs. Um, like at a certain point, more guardians don't do enough for me like the guardians are cool but like i'm just super attached to my powder monkey that like i don't i don't have a hard time picking anything else up you know so um you can,
1: use, you can only do one at a time so
2: right right and so i just yeah i wasn't i wasn't in love with uh the whole thing and i just didn't have enough to motivate me to keep going and log in every day and then really the bigger thing is i didn't have fun leveling it um when i did play because those some like the quests were big quests some of them very few of them yeah they were so you just had to grind the same thing over and over which wasn't fun i would have much much preferred the quest structure to be a lot of little quests um because that's a lot more fun to do. Okay, well I've, and you then you start thinking, well which one can I knock out at the same time and that's kind of how I play like um like my Apex Legends uh battle passes which I j- actively enjoy doing not just because like they have really great rewards but also because I look at it and I say, okay, like I know that the top end stuff is what I want to do, so I know I have to level it. Therefore, I know like I want to get all these quests and they have so many quests like yeah, you get points for winning games. Yeah, you get points for just playing the game, um, but there's also just so many smaller quests that it wants you to like daily ones that will come in and just play two games as this character and you get a bunch of you know you uh, points towards your battle pass or you know okay weekly ones that come out each week. Hey, you know go and win a game with this character or you know revive ex-teammates. Right, it just makes it feel a lot. It makes it feel a lot better. Is, I yeah. mean, it's just straight up.
0: <laughs> I I can agree with that. Like I found it was like okay, challenge six bajillion units, frostbite forty bajillion units, cast two spells a dozen times, like hundreds of times. I know it wasn't yeah. that bad, but that's how it felt. It was like oh, it was a chore. It was like a chore. To complete a couple of like the epic quests like the Mm -hmm. the 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 first set of 10 that you got so you got like a first set of 10 initially and those weren't bad because they were a little bit easier and they were like an either or and then you got like the couple of epic quests and they gave us a couple of new epic quests which i did complete uh, for spoiler i did i completed the battle i completed the event pass i didn't hate doing it um, I did get on every day and win basically three games like and that's pretty typical for me Like I typically get on and win, you know, one to three games of LOR virtually every day Some days I skip but during the event pass I made sure to do it with the exception of a couple of days that I was away from the internet um, and uh, But the big event like the big quests were sort of long in the tooth. They were like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm just, it's just auto conceding the... most of the. I just auto concede most of these games, but I'm just playing to see how many times I can challenge stuff here.
2: Well, and once again, just between the quest structure being like not fun to to play, in my opinion, um, and somebody probably has a different opinion, but I don't like the ones that take forever and you just sit there and watch the number crawl.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but but so between that and then between. Um, the idea of not having something really big to look forward to that that's that's where i kind of it fell short for me
0: yeah well the thing at the end of it was like the slightly girlier version of the girly fox right Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i mean it was just a different variant of it
0: yeah that was not the, the thing i was most excited about getting was like halfway through the past when i got the samurai bird And then from that point on, I was like, I'm going to get all this stuff because I spent 10 bucks on it. But, but, uh, like, if I didn't, uh, uh, you know, like, I'm not going to yeah. lose any sleep. I might have lost sleep over because I'm kind of a completionist, right? Like, I would really hate to not be able to get access to it. But then they, they did that thing with the dragon. And now I, I can't get access to that other dragon thing if I don't buy it. Like the variant of like the dark dragon or whatever. So I, I guess that's mm-hmm. just going to be my life. Like, I won't be able to get all the things. But
2: yeah,
1: oh yeah, it's way different than Tesla, where you could literally buy everything with gold, um, even cosmetics, and mm-hmm. that that was a huge thing. When Charmer Charmer was like, "This is the first thing that I've actually had to fork over money for," and I didn't like it in Tesla, and he said this was a big mistake, and it's really gotten because because we were so conditioned that. You can get everything in game for X amount of whatever, gold or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's all paid to uh free to play to get that stuff. And then this was the first one where you said this is ruined it for me. Whereas LOR it's a little bit more. Cosmetics are that thing where most of them are you can get at any time except for this event pass and that purple dragon uh skin which isn't as bad yet you know what i mean i I think that's okay but Mm -hmm. um i i know what you mean I Gibble, definitely know what you
0: mean gibbles and bits and chat did point out something important i think he just said he, because he doesn't have as big of a collection yet and he's still working on building his collection some of those epic quests were genuinely very difficult like for us they were boring for people who maybe didn't start in like the open beta or the closed beta what closed beta your your collection got reset so if you didn't start with the open beta um, and you, you started later on some of those epic quests would genuinely be hard if you just simply didn't have The cards that you needed to be able to pull them off um, You know at the point of this I had every card in the game It was just a matter of grinding out the quest which was boring. It wasn't a matter of being boring and difficult to do So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah that that sucks too, but hey, the, I don't any anything else that we we missed in like the opening comments No. Okay, well, we should should probably talk about cards, because we have a a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of cards. There's a lot. There's There's a a lot lot of cards that have been (laughs) revealed. A lot of cards. So, uh, let's go ahead over and uh, jump into a section on card reveals.
2: Oh, boy, here I go!
0: Okay, so uh, the the target the target is coming out. So target is coming out uh, uh, next week at some point. Uh, You know, next Wednesday, Thursday. This this episode will come out on Friday, and there's going to be a lot of cards. We started last week. I reviewed a couple of them, and we're each gonna we're gonna take some time to try to go through every card that's been revealed up to this point. Um, And so last week we hit sort of like the the first round of cards that was the spell shield cards um, or the the cards it introduced some of the like, the new support mechanic that was going to be in Targon which it isn't new but just like new support for support and then um also the new spell shield mechanic was was revealed as as well so um I tell you what let's uh, y- you guys can pull up the cards right Yes. Yuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll introduce the the first set that that came out here that we haven't talked about yet the, the set with the uh, target uh, champ in it uh, Tarek, and then um and then Jeff if you want to take the next one uh, set of cards and then uh we'll go to DBN and we'll just cycle through like that so we can each take like a page of cards and be the one to introduce them. Um, so let's start off with this new set that uh the set of cards that came out that are revealing Tarek. we'll talk about Tarek last because he's the champions it's the most exciting so let's talk about the one mana one two um gift giver which is a, an uncommon uh targon minion um it says when i'm summoned create a gem in hand. Now interesting, they did something new with burst spells here, which I think could be a a main part of our discussion here. I'm sure DBN has some thoughts on it at least. A gem is a one-mana burst spell that says heal an ally for one and grant it plus one plus zero, but it cannot be cast in combat or in response to a spell. So this is a burst spell that you could cast on your turn and then cast another card or another spell, but not in response to somebody and not during combat. So Gift Giver, one mana one-two that creates a gem in hand. DBN, I am curious about what your thought is on Gift Giver and, and gem and the new version of burst that we're seeing in this set.
2: Well, I... Yeah, so I don't know what to think yet. It's not a very elegant text box. That's to true. Of this new version of burst, and I don't love that. So if we think about the situations where you can play a burst card, um, and you now you can't, so you can't cast it in combat or in response to a spell, and basically the only what that whittles you down to is you play these, you charge up these burst cards in preparation for battle. That's what Burst has been relegated to now with these cards, these, not Burst in general, but these specific versions where you can't cast them in combat, you can't cast them in response to a spell. It strictly means on your turn, you can play multiple cards prepping for an attack or prepping to play um, like a fast spell or a slow spell, right? Um, so really, I I don't... I... Yeah, yeah. I guess that what their design intent for gem, these gems in particular, uh, I guess is to make them uh, be played in that just that way, like charge some stuff up and then swing. Um, But I don't know if that was really. Like that really has any wide-reaching implications for how they view burst? They just don't want you to be able to play these super cheap, easy to generate things that both heal and give plus one, plus one uh, in the middle of combat. That's what they don't want, so they're limiting that. And good, I, I guess. I just I don't think it. I don't think it reflects any uh, bigger design implications. I think a lot of people think that, and I just don't see that.
1: Yeah, they don't want you to uh use it as a combat trick or uh, uh put it on this on the spell stack but they don't want you to pass priority back to your opponent mm-hmm. yeah so
2: but i just don't think that's going to stop them from changing the way they do the spell speeds they're pretty sold on that they've proved it like yeah. uh th- i i, like, I and my complaint about spell speeds has never been that I don't like bursts. It's just, it's only been that I think burst should be relegated to certain types of effects, if you know what I mean.
0: Sure, 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 sure.
2: Well, you know, I, I, I'm not
0: saying that they're changing, like, this isn't showing that they're changing spell speeds. It's just showing that they're willing to come in and say, okay, like, we've, we see that there's a little bit more design space inside of spell speeds. And so now there's almost two versions of burst spells. Like there's, yeah. We almost have burst spells, semi burst spells, or limited burst spells, slow spells, and fast spells. Like we almost have four speeds of spells with mm. with these new ones coming out with like the the burst with a stipulation placed upon them. And I'm kind of curious to see if they'll do that in the future. Like like will they put will they put fast spells in that can only be cast outside of combat? Right, Like, okay, fast spells, but you can't cast in combat. Or fast spells that you can only cast in combat.
2: I mean, we they may do that, but I don't think that's... I think that's going to be on a case-by-case basis. And so if anything, I guess we could argue that they're more aware of the spell speed dilemmas um, and the kinds of non-interactive uh, or less interactive situations that have popped up um, with... I mean, I, I think... I mean, that one's t- t- tough in particular because a heal is a lasting benefit uh, as opposed to, like, a plus one defense that goes away, like, say, Elixir mm-hmm. of Iron. But Elixir of Iron is stupid strong. Yes. Um, and, I mean, it's a strictly a combat trick. It, or it, Does that mean they're going to go back and change... Uh, what uh what elixir of iron is maybe but i don't think so i'm pretty sure they've dug their heels in on the way they want like tricks to be a big part of combat yeah yeah, yeah. um and i think if anything we're seeing support being pushed a lot harder as a sort of antithesis to that and that okay um yeah you have tricks and we're accepting that you could have tricks but if i play if i play these support strategies i'm going to get a ton of value when i do attack that just a couple tricks aren't going to be enough to do something about um and in fact i would argue that we're seeing just across this whole set quite just this is a broad thing that i want you guys to keep in mind i think we're seeing uh, a lot more competitive stat lines albeit ones that are temporary Hmm. Um, so like not ones that are going to stop people from going and zapping it after an attack, but during combat or like a few of the cards during the round, it's played, um, having stat lines that protect it from, you know, smaller tricks. I think, I mean, frostbite is still going to get around that to a degree. Um, but. Yeah, no, I. That's just what I've seen here with the uh, just the direction. But I, I don't want to spend any more time talking about burst speeds and and whatnot. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll introduce the next card, and then
0: Jeff, you can share any thoughts that you have on on this card and also on on. The, the gem conversation the next one's a mountain goat it's a two mana three one i mean it's not particularly it's got a it's got cool horns but that's about it um and then it has strike uh created gem in hand it's a it's a rare target creature so uh two mana three one strike Add a gem to hand jeff any any initial thoughts on the gem mechanic that we're seeing come out here in targon or on mountain goat itself
1: Yes, I think they should have named it Slow Burst because it can't be added to the stack like a solo spell, but it is a burst spell, right? Think about that for a sec. Slow Burst. Mm, slow I mean, Burst. E,
0: I mean, even slow Static burst. Sheep in chat right now is saying, I wonder if the spell spell, sheet, uh, spell speed should be its own keyword rather than having a paragraph giving the spell stipulation. And that's kind of what you're saying is like, I mean, Slow Burst is... Uh, funny way yes. to say
1: it but it's its own it might thing. grow on you it might grow on you
2: <laughs> yeah
1: um yeah so uh mountain goat the only thing i i like the art because it's just a, a mountain goat but it, the the horns are gems sure. so literally when it strikes its horns are breaking off and creating a gem i think that's pretty genius Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't however this this card's not good no probably <laughs> i don't not. think this card's very good um it's it's just gonna get uh vile feasted and you know withering wailed or or whatever you know one mana ping or it, it's just gonna die to a lot of stuff unfortunately <laughs> two mana three ones. Get... Yeah.
2: For earlier, yeah there's a t- reason why like there's a reason why like Ice Veil archer sees play it's because the one defense doesn't matter because you get its effect off when you play it um I mean anything that like yeah has this striking potential. I mean, and I'm I'm a, I mean heck, I'm a fan of the Ionia one that discounts cards when you when it strikes. Like, you know, but the reality is it's not a strong card. Just because I'm fond of it, it doesn't make it a competitive card. Even if the upside is good, and so like I mean the upside of creating a gem, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but it's just it's just it's not, it's just too squishy to see play in a world where. There's a lot of different ways to do one damage. We've we've talked, we've harped on that since the beginning of the game. There's always been a ton of ways to do a single point of damage. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean I think I guess it I guess it remains to be seen uh how you know well uh Targon can protect their threats, but I mean the gem won't actually do it. If they try to Vile Feast your mountain goat, you can't play a gem because you can't cast it in response to a spell. Yeah. Um as opposed to like Elixir of Iron makes you know, low defense, Yard cards a little bit more viable because of the. You know, even if the card has lower defense, you do have those tricks to kind of help you out. Um, Mount Mountain Goat's tough. I, you know what it is. You know what I think. I wish Mountain Goat had tough, kind of like the Reckless Raider or whatever in in Frailyard. You know, yeah. the three one overwhelm tough. Yeah, that's I what I was going to have say. I would love to see Mountain Goat get tough
0: or overwhelm. Either. I mean, it would still suck, but. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. I'll just agree. It's just not good. And I was going to say, Yord has a two-man, a 3-1 with toughness and overwhelm.
2: Yeah, it's not like it's unprecedented
0: yeah so i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm, not, uh, I'm imp- more impressed with the target cards that came out today than that by a long shot the next one mm. is mentor of stones a three mana one one epic which reads support grant my supported ally plus two plus two and last breath create three gems in hand so another card that's going in that support he kind of looks like the rat from uh, kung fu panda um mm. which i except he's got like crazy purple eyes and beard shards and stuff. Um I'll give my I'm, I'm just try, I'm like literally forming thoughts about this like right now. Um I'm not impressed by gems. So I'm not impressed by this. I'll be honest, I'm not impressed by gems, so I'm not impressed by most of these cards. Um mm. so I I don't find this to be like oh my gosh, like this is I mean, a support, give plus two, plus two. The problem is, is so often you're going to play this thing, your opponent's going to ping it before you ever get to support anything because it only has one health and then and then you're going to get three gems in hand. And you're not necessarily going to have a whole lot to do with them.
2: And yeah, so... I'm willing... Sorry, you can finish your thoughts.
0: So yeah, I just don't, I uh, I mean, uh, maybe, 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 maybe in a support-themed deck, we're yet to see what all the cards will come out that are that are support-themed, but for me, Mentor of the Stones is a real wait-and-see, but it's like a uh, like a distant wait-and-see. It's like, uh, no, like, I don't think so. I don't, this won't be a card I'll be excited to try.
2: Oh man, I couldn't disagree more. Really? Yeah, I think Mentor of the Stones might be one of the best cards previewed so far. Wow. I, gen- okay. I, genu- I <laughs> genuinely think that. Really? Okay, you gotta give me a little bit of an idea why. Anything that generates resources is strong. Okay, think about Crown Quartermaster. Crown Quartermaster never didn't see play uh, throughout Tesla's history, and all it did was give you a card that gave something plus one. Right? Sure. This gem, that plus one doesn't last for just the round. It- it's a plus one permanent right oh okay okay fair i didn't realize that and the heal is permanent um and so the and the reality is if you when you play this on three more than likely you've already played a creature so yes if you are passing turn one and turn two mentor of the stones feels pretty bad but if you play mentor of the stones it gives your opponent a really crummy decision which is well, at some point they're probably going to have to kill it. They have to kill it now, otherwise you're going to get a give a supported ally a plus two plus two. And the thing about support uh, is that it makes it gives you a temporary power spike on the creature you want to support, but the creatures that generate that value, aka the cards with support on them, are left susceptible. Right. Um, and, and thus, the reason why, like, Legion Drummer doesn't really see play, even though you look at it and you're like, Quick Attack, that's amazing. You basically will have Quick Attack for one attack, and then they'll kill your Legion Drummer, and you won't have that lasting board snowballing effect. That's why support is really hard to snowball a board with as of right now. Sure. Right. Um, but this is a situation where if they kill it, you get something in exchange, too. So if you get the attack off, you get the support off and they get the value trade on the weak Mentor of the Stones, you get lasting value. If they kill it, before you go into combat, you get gems, which you can then use to buff your things up, or to heal something that got damaged from a previous turn. Uh, I think Mentor of the Stones is really, really good, and anything that creates like hand presence, things to spend your mana on, is good. So, I, I mean, I'm, I, the reality is, like maybe Mentor of the Stones, there's, there's a world in which Mentor of the Stones doesn't fit into a deck, but I think Mentor of the Stones is a good card. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm not going to say my, my
0: mind's entirely changed, but what do, you, what do you think about Mentor of the Stones, Jeff? Uh,
1: I think it could be good. Uh, the, the risk is it dying before you getting able to swing at it. So on defense turns, it's a really bad blocker. You're not going to want to block with it. You want to use that support for it. So on turn three, if you're facing an aggro deck, what's your board look like? Do you have other blockers? Do you have a gift giver? Maybe. Um, Hopefully, you know, I don't know if your Mountain Goat's going to survive, but you don't want to sacrifice this card for three mana uh, without getting that support off. That's my thinking.
2: Well, I, I, think, I think the worst-case scenario is actually you playing it on your attack token and then it getting vile-feasted. Um, yeah. Although, admittedly, the later in the game that that happens, the more you can use those gems immediately to compensate. Uh, granted, it's more mana, but it's also spell mana you can use, so it kind of trades off. Um, but I think on defense, it's actually not a bad blocker. Um, I mean, you think about it, like with the exception of them having Overwhelm, like any chump blocker, We'll do the trick to save your life total, right? But in this case, you actually get value off of it, which after that trade, you can heal the other things that lived through the trades.
1: Yeah, that's true. Your plus two plus two. Whatever gets your plus two plus two. Well, that's if
2: you attack with it. I'm saying like you could block with it on defense and it's not as bad as it getting killed before it attacks because you're generating cards in hand that can shore up your defenses before you open swing on the next turn or shore up your Mm -hmm. your attackers and give them plus one attack before they then attack. I I really love this card, guys. (laughs) I still don't like it. I still don't like it. We're we'll move on.
0: Shards of the Mountain. Four mana slow spell, epic, and it fills your hand with gems. So you have no cards in hand. This puts 10 gems in your hand. Four mana, fill your hand with gems. Hmm. If gems are really good, this is good. Maybe. <laughs>
2: I'm so uh, I uh I just Why would you why okay but 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 you could play mentor of the stones instead of this. Yeah. And have the upside of being able to swing and support something.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, no, I don't like this card either. I don't like gem. I don't, <laughs> I don't like don't it.
1: Either.
2: I don't like this card. I don't like this card. No. <laughs> I don't like this I'll card. I'll be honest.
1: I forgot gems were a thing until we talked about it today, uh, since it was since it was released, or was since it was announced. Yeah, just not. I, I forgot the gems were a thing. I remember Tarek. I remember there was, you know, I remember Tarek, but that was it. <laughs> I didn't remember any of the gems.
0: Tarek's blessing of Targun. Like, man, yeah, we don't like this shards of the Mountain, We don't like it. Get it out of here. Get it out of our face. Nope. Um, so Blessing of Targon, and this is the flip side of Taric, which is a five mana burst spell, give an ally plus three, plus three. And of course, if this is if you have a Taric on the board and you're using this, it would give, you know, shuffle Tarek into your deck. So just a one mana more expensive, one less, plus one, plus one Fury of the North.
2: Yeah, but it's uh, it kinda. no, 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 because it sticks. It's not just for the round. Right. Oh, right. oh, oh, it's I right. keep
0: missing that.
2: It's it's uh it's the it's take heart that doesn't have a condition attached to it and is two more mana. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. Okay, that's
0: good. That's good.
2: Yeah, that's not I don't think it's I don't think it's like earth shaking, but it's not it's not terrible. <laughs> You'll like having
0: this. You'll like having this. Like, uh, sometimes when, you have a, when you're playing, like, your champ and then you, you get the champ spell in your hand, you're like, oh, jeez, I really don't want this. Um, this, like, you play a Maokai and then you have a second Maokai in hand, you're just disappointed. You just wish that was any other card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Th- this will be something that if you're playing a deck with Taric and you get a second Taric in hand, that you will be actually genuinely happy to play and shuffle another Taric into your deck. Hmm. I don't know that it's busted, yeah. but I, I will be genuinely happy to play yep. a permanent plus three plus three on my Tarek often.
2: Yep. Agreed.
1: Yep.
0: So Tarek, the I card mean, itself. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead.
1: I, I was just going to say, I don't think it's a card you put in your deck. I don't think you want six of these in your deck. I think you'll probably want maybe maybe the three, you know, the the extra that Tarek creates. Mm-hmm. If you already have them on the board. I don't think you want extra of these if if you do maybe one or two if you want to go like into a buff taric mode.
2: Yeah, I can see you putting one in for like the burst lethal potential, kind of like a back to back. Yeah. Um or but but it doubles it does double as a very expensive save as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and it it's an expensive combat trick, but a combat trick that can stick around. oftentimes you fury of the north knowing full well that that fury of the north wouldn't stick around even if it could you know like they're going to deal at least four damage to you it's not like you're actually buffing anything but there is sometimes where this will like yeah I mean if you can buff it and then you can use gems to heal it up
2: yeah just something you couldn't
0: you couldn't do with a temporary buff um, there's an opportunity there if you have a couple gems in hand maybe you can heal up and, and actually end up with a little bit more life than you started with in a combat trick um, Tarek is uh, our champion for Targan, the first one that we're talking about. It is a 4-mana 2-4 with uh, summon—no, uh, I'm sorry, support. Give uh, me and my supported ally tough this round. Copy the last spell you cast on uh, only me this round onto that ally. So. You tack. He's going to become a 2-4 with tough. He's going to support someone who's going to get tough. And then if you cast a spell on him, so let's say you cast Blessing of Targon on him and gave him a plus 3, plus 3, it's also going to give that ally that same spell cast on them. So a permanent plus 3, plus 3. Once I've seen you support 7 plus times, so that means he has to actually be on the board for 7 supports, which is a... A lot of supports then he levels up which is then his new support is my supported ally and I can't take damage or die this round copy the last spell that you cast on only me this round onto that ally which is kind of crazy and he also goes up one attack and health he moves from a 2-4 to a 3-5 um, my worry is you'll never get to level this guy up that's my worry I mean, he, he could Seven, be good yeah. without it, but... Seven I mean, is a lot.
2: A lot. Yeah, you pretty much have to run gems um, if you want to get him leveled up. Seven is a lot. Seven's not as bad when you have three gems in your hand from Mentor of the Stones, but... Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my Look, God. man, hand pre- keeping hand presence in this game is massive. Yeah, but he has um, to see you support seven times. No, 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 tar- no. He has to see you or, target or support. Oh, okay, allies seven times. Oh,
1: okay. I Keep forgetting about the target. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah read, that's I read where that the wrong.
0: gems
2: come in.
1: <laughs> okay, That'll okay,
0: okay. Yeah, that
2: that is a lot easier with gems. I mean, seven's still a lot. Don't get me wrong, but but like with gems, it's so much more manageable. Yeah
0: yeah yeah that's true that is true the the the, the gem generation is it, it my question is is four mana two four attack give your uh, you and your supported ally tough and then potentially cast a spell over onto them is that enough to play him without having to go with the gem root like is he enough not leveled up i mean his leveled up form is obviously nuts like it's It's super crazy like you can do crazy stuff with that like you're going to solidify a board like nuts if you get a leveled up Tarek on the board but it can you play him without having to go gems is he good enough
2: it may not be like it it may just be you play some gems but not a full gem package like you may play Tarek alongside a you know, like maybe Freljord with Elixir of Iron, where that's another great, you know, combat trick to play. Or, heck, you you know, with, uh, well, it, almost everything has a one-mana trick. You know, you've got, in fact, Damasi has like three or four one-mana tricks. Um, and so, you know, you can kind of play that. The issue is, of course, what you don't like about this is relying on him using... Uh, cards that are actually cards like cards you draw Mm -hmm. you want to be producing cards this is why we have the gems here for him to fuel that level up because you do kind of have to get a little reckless about it what we need to remember though is Tarek is very very um, sticky you know he's when he's attacking he gets tough but even when he's not attacking uh, you have these if you're playing Again, we're talking about if you're playing gems. But if you if you're playing gems, uh, you swing with Tarek. You get tough. You take less damage. Inevitably, the other thing you're attacking with takes less damage, uh, and then you just heal what little damage they did up mm-hmm. with gems. And he's and so that and also with gems, if you're playing a gem on Tarek, that two attack isn't going to be two attack for very long. So I don't know. I, I listen. I actually think Tarek's not very good. Um. I'm playing a little bit of Devil's Advocate, but I, I don't know... I'm not worried about him sticking around if you're building your deck around him. I think he's going to be kind of hard to remove. Uh, and so like him, him being alive for you to play and tar- to target and support allies, I think it's actually about on par for a build-around deck compared to other champs. What I think is, is the payoff going to be enough? I don't know. Because even once you get the payoff done they can still thermogenic beam him
1: by the sure. time you
2: get that payoff complete. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe with, like, a, the the biggest issue I have with them is that I, I instantly want to, like, pair him with Shen, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, they're the same mana cost. Yeah, that's odd, So too. you can't curve them into him. So it, it's kind of one of those things where you want to think about what you can curve Tarek into. So what three-drop do you want to consistently drop with Tarek On the next turn or and vice versa for the five drop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's weird that he's in the same place as Shen.
2: Well, I think there's like I think like most champs are like four drops now at this point. Yeah, we have a lot of three, a lot of four, four
0: and a lot of six. A lot of three, four, and six. There's a ton of six. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have anything. C- closing thoughts on Tarek. Now that I now that I see his level up is a little bit easier. This is what this is one of the things that I'm least excited about. Like I'm not super pumped about the gem build. And so mm. therefore I'm not super pumped about Tarek, but I've also never been super pumped about support. I don't think it's awesome. And so I'm still I, you know, there's just so much about board presence that's required with support. I So I'm still not super stoked about this. Um, I'm about as stoked about this as I am Shen, and I've played Shen like twice ever. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, uh, Gems seem like a lot of fun with Lee Sin.
0: Well, and I love Lee Sin. I love me some Lee Sin, man.
2: I know you do. Tarek Lee Sin. Do. Plus... Plus, uh, you also have a couple Ionia cards from those monk cards, like the Give Challenger at plus two attack. Mm-hmm. And those are producing additional spells. Like you've got, oh, you've but also you got the three mana. With, sure. Yeah, you've also got the three mana monk that has the slow spell that gives a bunch of defense. You know, sure. So Permanent
0: defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let, let's move on to the next set of cards, Jeff. Do you want to take us through the next set of cards that came out? It has uh, sure everyone's new favorite card in it. So
1: yeah the meme uh Uh, we'll get to him uh we have a one mana flower child one two when i'm supported grant me plus two zero so
0: it turns into a
1: three two
0: it's from ionia uh
1: yes sorry ionia yep turns into a three two if supported
2: yep cool not interested (laughs)
1: Yeah it's it's
2: it's what it's what it says. I mean, there's really not much to talk yeah. about. There are some decks where you want to play it, but you know, the difference between this and like um that one mana one that I just ran into with the barrier is that the barrier keeps it alive. Supporting doesn't necessarily do that. Sometimes it will, depends on what you're supporting it with. I don't know. I think Flower Child it'll probably see some play, but it's it's not so interesting of a card that like it's just super obvious what, it, what
0: it's like. Yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe yeah. I play it in my Ionia Lee Sin Taric deck, my Ionia Targan. Now that I'm playing gems suddenly because of because I've hated them and now I'm going to play it because I like Lee Sin and I want him to work. Maybe I play it in there with some other support stuff. Probably not. Only,
2: you only play this card if you have at least uh, two different two drops it's with support. support that you want to play.
0: Yep. And this next and one like, might not and be And this that. next
2: one would be a good one to, well, I think it would be decent with Flower Child as a 1-2, but you also have Legion Drummer, which...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, well, take us on to the next yeah. one. Let's, let's look at the next one.
1: Uh, young Witch, 2 mana, 1-1, one, one support give my supported ally quick attack and plus one plus zero this round um so uh she's elusive I'm not sure if I said that
0: oh that's that's interesting something that I missed there too hmm
1: she's riding uh, a giant white
0: carrot I think too I can't tell I think it's a carrot I think it's a giant white (laughs) carrot Yeah.
2: I, could I be. have mm-hmm. no idea what it is, but yeah, this card doesn't. This, again, this card is pretty obvious. I think the only interesting thing about it is elusive. Mhm. Mhm. And just because, mm-hmm. like, elusive
0: and support he, are a good combination.
2: Yeah, maybe. I don't. I mean, does this go into the elusive builds? I don't think so. It's a one-one for two, and giving quick attack to something that's already not going to trade. I mean, I guess it still gives plus one attack, but. Ideally, with your elusives, they're not going to get traded into, they're going to get killed by spells or whatever. Um, I guess that's not ideal if you're the elusive. (laughs) uh, I don't know this. Yeah, this is this, in my opinion, is my least favorite of all of the previews so far.
0: Yeah, This, this batch. Uh, so I, the only place I see young witch maybe is, is sort of like drop her on two MF on three and then you can attack with your MF and you're not as worried about her dying because now she's a four three with quick attack and your witch is elusive so they might not you know it wouldn't be easy to get rid of. Um, like I don't really see her necessarily in the support deck. I see her as like an added love because there's so many three drop there. But the problem, one of the problems is there's a lot of three drop champs that already have quick attack, but the couple that are good that don't, I could kind of see her maybe getting in there to give a couple, give some of your champions that you want to attack with, but you don't want to lose quick attack. Um, maybe she sees some play in that scenario. Maybe that's crazy too, but that's kind of what I was thinking. You know, maybe not in a support heavy deck, but just as an additional way mm-hmm. to to boost some of your three mana champs, specifically MF. Who have always
1: felt like sure. should have it to begin with.
0: Yeah. That's my only thought on Young Witch. Yeah. And I like her artwork. I that's think true. her her artwork's really cool.
1: Yeah. Um I don't have anything else on that one. Uh Tasty Fae Folk, three mana, four two with lifesteal basic yeah very basic it's um kind of like a dreadbloom wanderer is that the cards with the yeah with the drain three two drain mm-hmm. without the um toss toss yeah
0: yeah this drains a little bit more
2: i might play this in yasuo Or, like, test it in Yasuo as, like, a survival mechanic.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying to determine, like, where the... Like, what comes out to put this in?
2: Well, so, I found with Yasuo is that, like... Well, in any environment where aggro's any level of good, like, I found that Yasuo can really struggle unless it, like, balls out with a perfect curve. And even then, it's rough because the healing options in Ionia Noxus are pretty limited. Yeah. Um, and if you're playing Ionia Nox, well, because you can go different directions, but you're either playing a top, end, like you can play a build with like the Eye of the Dragon, but that requires a lot more spells. And so it's a little clunkier. Um, like it definitely trades off. Like, so like this is just like Eye of the Dragon requires you to play other cards to see the healing. Mm-hmm. This just gives you the healing. That's it true. just gives it to you. Um, so it, I do think it's a very relevant card for filling in weaknesses that Ionia has um, at an early enough drop that it will be impactful. Um, but, I mean, obviously the stats aren't great, but, I mean, the four healing is great. So it's just a very basic card that it, it, it'll it get splashed in in decks that need to go to the mid to late game, but need something to help it get there. And, I mean, if you you can drop this at any point in the game and you're going to get four healing or they're going to be forced to play a card to kill it. True. Yeah, I think this is the best of these four cards albeit probably not the most interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean it's boring, but it is I, anytime you have something that's straight stats that heals, it's it's sometimes, it's often it's not bad. Yeah. Any other thoughts on uh, tasty Fay folk there uh, Jeff?
1: Uh, nothing really could be a better uh, could be good for those Ionia decks that want healing that don't run enough spells for the one, three that you guys mentioned earlier. Yeah. I have
0: the dragon. I yeah,
1: have well, the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, let's, let's go to the, the, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend.
1: <laughs> Swole squirrel. Yep. Four mana. Three, four strike double my power. It's just double my power. It's not double my health and power. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of want it to be, but it makes sense <laughs> that it's not.
2: Oh, it makes so much sense that it's not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Four mana, three, four, low stats. Definitely low stats. You strike with this thing once, and it's a six, four if they don't block. If they can't block, seems very unlikely by turn four.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but good news uh you can give it elusive with ghost and then it'll be a
0: 4-4
2: mm. that'll jump to an 8-4 after you strike it the face because it has elusive or you can pair it with pnz and give it sumpworks map and then it always has elusive
0: that's true <laughs>
2: or you could heal They're it up like... with gems heal it with gems yeah sure i mean i'm gonna definitely play this with uh with elusive, uh, giving things just some just you know just the same as I've been playing like Swain with Sumpworks map, I'm gonna play this with Sumpworks map. Yeah,
0: and if you could buff it like, like if you played it with Frailyard and you you buffed it with Fury of the North and then hit it, be, gets jumps to fourteen attack.
2: Yeah. Hmm. So that it does. That it does.
0: I mean, that's pretty good
2: yeah you just got to protect it I mean from from removal from re- like uh, get excited and, and all the and mystic shots and whatnot but uh, I mean if you can let it survive a single turn it gets a strike then it's it's kind of paid for itself in terms of it puts the opponent on a clock but I don't know it's 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 still a goofy card that I don't think will ever be like super competitively viable unless somebody can consistently both put it out protect it and get it hitting the face. I mean, maybe there's that maybe there's a build in there. But I think even if that did come to the point where it was consistently a strong thing, it's kind of like like the Hearthstone priest enter fire strategies where there it's not a enjoyable strategy to have in the game long term if it's good.
0: Yeah, that's true. It it'll be it'll be a meme. You could you could pair him with Kato the arm. Then when he attacks he becomes a, oh, six, be a 6 4 with overwhelm that jumps to a 12 4.
2: Well, and, you know, you can also pair him with any of the things that give Quick Attack. You know, just make sure that he gets that trade in first and doesn't Mm -hmm. take damage from it. So, yeah, there's ways to play it. Uh, But, um... Whirling Death. It's a meme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whirling Mm -hmm. Death, sure. Whirling Death. That's funny.
0: Uh, Static Sheep says Swole Squirrel plus Judgment equals Rank 1 Masters.
2: Huh? Hey, you heard it here first.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll be that intense, but... Yeah, I mean, if Cheat you code. if you judgment with it, his attack would be insane. You'll you'll see some crazy numbers with this card for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah, it'll be a new meta game. People are trying to get the highest swole squirrel, the fullest squirrel, uh, the
0: swoldest squirrel. Absolutely, that will be happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of reminds me of Johnny Bravo.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, got the artwork <laughs>
0: inspired of Johnny Bravo. I like that.
2: I just want to see him doing a bunch of flexes. <laughs> I just want to see him with, like... in. I want to see Swole Squirrel in front of a mirror. Making his you know? pack stance.
0: <laughs> yeah. <That's> just-, <laughs> just making his pack stance back and forth. Uh, you want to take us to the last one of the set, Jeff? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, Fuzzy Caretaker. Four mana. Three, five. When I'm summoned, give me z- zero plus three this round. Support. Give my supported ally... Plus three plus zero this round.
0: A lot
2: of support stuff.
1: Yeah. Likes to be supported, likes to support.
2: Yeah, so let's see. So when when he's supported, gets plus three defense, and then it supports and gives plus two attack. see this is one of the, this is one of the cards that I can't decide if it's good or not. Although I like the artwork, kind of reminds me of the cat bus from uh, uh, oh, yeah. the Miyazaki movie, My Neighbor Totoro, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want this to be good because, I mean, anything like a four mana, three, six, that's a great stat line. The issue is you have to have already had a support out. Um, and so, and to get max value off of Fuzzy Caretaker, although there's something to be said for it being flexible value. In sure. that, this is a turn where I need Fuzzy Caretaker to have plus three. Or this is a turn where I need something else to have plus three attack. Like, that's flexible. Um, but I think, obviously, to get that max value, you need to have three creatures all attacking. And as we all know, there's plenty of times where you look at the board, you know what trades your opponent is going to take based on what they could take. Since all the information is there, there's a mathematically best number of creatures you should swing with. And so sometimes I feel like fuzzy caretaker is going to try to incentivize you to make reckless attacks mm-hmm. to get the full value. To get the full value when you really shouldn't. So may you know I, I can see a lot of people not liking this card because it ends up losing them games. I think I think the strength of this card isn't actually getting the max value. I think that the strength of this card is getting um some value. Every time it goes into combat,
0: yeah. I mean, if you if you play it with um like a uh, mountain sojourners, and, and that might be kind of crazy, right? But mountain sojourners uh, grants it supported ally at plus two plus two, and if it has support, it passes that plus two plus two, right? And you attack mm-hmm. with that, and then and then there's like an additional whatever creature, right? So caretaker then gets a plus two plus five and gives a plus five plus two to its next thing, um. So like there's the ability to sort of like chain stuff with these, it's pretty clearly like this curving, uh, they're really pushing this like hard curving support meta like deck, right? That yeah. It's like, okay, you play a one that benefits from support, you play a two that supports, a three that supports, a four that supports, a five that, and you kind of want to blow out the game by never blocking and just building this board that when you attack just grows to the point that it just beats out whatever your opponent could have played, it just outvalues your opponent. Mm-hmm. But it it means that you can't be attack you can't be really blocking because you don't you're not getting any of that value on your opponent's attack. You're getting all of that value on your attack. And if it's such, sure if it curves in such a way where it works that these support cards really snowball super hard, then sure, like maybe there's something there, but it's gonna have to snowball in such a way that it can't really it, cause it, it's not gonna wanna block very often because you're not well, gonna wanna it. sacrifice
2: your cards and the bigger issue, because I think the not blocking is an issue, but ideally, if you're snowballing that hard, you don't really need to block because they're so desperate to stay alive that they're blocking and losing their creatures and trades, Yeah. right? Um, and so they're attacking, you just pass, take three damage, and say, I'm still gonna win next turn. Um, but I think the bigger issue with this hard curving two into three into four into five, right, is that where are you generating mana to break up tricks you don't you don't get to bank any mana across those turns unless you Mm -hmm. under curve right so a true curve i think in this game a true curve is impossible and sometimes weak Uh, yeah well that's i mean impossible i guess is the wrong thing impossible to really do well like a deck that has a true curve because we saw that a lot we saw that so much in tesla and hearthstone i mean like you'd have mid-range hunter in hearthstone that it just wanted to curve every single turn one through six on the exact curve we saw that with a lot of the mid-range decks in uh uh in tesla or like even just like aggro decks that kind of were uh higher like higher top end where they capped at like six instead of only running like fours and cheaper um but I just don't think Runeterra is designed to be able to be played that way. It almost necessitates you under curving throughout the game to have mana in the back pocket to respond to your a control or mid range opponents' tricks or removal spells.
0: Sure yeah yeah, i i I completely agree with that. like d- decks that hard curve, like even like frail your decks that do want to curve pretty heavily, um oftentimes want to bank just that one spell mana just for that elixir of iron or that uh, yeah. or that that one mana frostbite, right? Like they just that one spell mana can blow out the game. And so often you want to be able to have that there. You know there are there are some exceptions, but there's not a lot. you know, like the current scout deck really does want to curve out super hard because it's so board focused, Mm -hmm. it wants to overwhelm your opponent, and it doesn't end up really carrying, you don't even run many combat tricks in it, um, because you don't care if you lose a few creatures because you're building such a wide board all the time, Um, but that's rare in this game, it really is, Mm. like wide boards are not frequently very good, token strategies don't exist really, at least not right now, and so uh, it's yet to be seen, but the next grouping of cards, if we jump to them um uh, in DBN, you're gonna introduce those it start introducing that group of cards for us. um it has a few more cards that could help out with that with some more support. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to tell. So why don't you tell us about these cards that feature ultimately Lulu, the next champion?
2: Yeah, so this is my favorite champion that has been previewed so far, okay. um, I absolutely love this card i think it's pretty strong Uh, i'm just gonna start with the champ because everything else kind of builds around it um so we've got lulu the three mana two three ionia these all are ionia cards except for one targon in this grouping um and lulu three mana two three support my supported ally grows up to a four four this round yep um that is pretty darn cool because it does a couple things. It only lasts for the round, uh, but uh, you can take a 1 1 and make it a 4 4 for a total of six additional stats for free. Um, and this is the card that to me makes playing ones and twos in a support centric deck worthwhile. Um, because if you play a one on one and they play an Omen Hawk and you. It, if if you play a one mana two one, doesn't matter what it is, right? And they play an omen hawk, you guys basically just sit there and look at each other and don't do anything. You know? Um, and maybe you maybe the omen hawk player swings saying, I don't care if I get this trade with the Omenhawk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time you get to Lulu, you can slam down Lulu and your creature gets to grow up to a four four on three. I mean, obviously this is way better with the attack token on three, but uh, yeah. um I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. So then, the level up, our allies have been supported three plus times. So if you just get a single, so if you just get it to have been supported three times during the game, now this is different from Tarek. Tarek has to see it. Lulu just has sure. to have it happen through the game. Mm-hmm. And any time you have something that can advance a champ that can advance in levels throughout your, uh, throughout your hand and deck, is obviously much, much stronger. Now, the leveled-up Lulu, I think, is ridiculously strong. Um, on round start, now, that, it's different, admittedly, from summoning, but, you know, on round start, you get a fleeting help picks, which is a spell, in your hand, and then whenever you support something, it goes up to a 5-5, five, five, and then obviously it gets plus and plus one. That's All champs have that. Um, so, okay, help picks... I, and I'm I'm gonna I want to hear what you guys have to say after we throw this last card in the mix. Um, one mana spell, I believe it can only be produced by the leveled up Lulu, so I don't think it's a card that you can. I'm pretty darn sure it's not a card that you can put in your deck. It does not have it.
0: Um, it doesn't have a gem on it, so
2: um, that could or could so not be true. Yeah, it's burst and fleeting, so it only lasts for the turn. But since it's one mana, I don't think that's really as big of an issue. Um, give an ally barrier or give an enemy vulnerable for the round. Uh, and similarly to the other burst cards we've had, uh, this one also is one that has the additional text, cannot be cast in, in combat or in response to the spell. So you do have to kind of prep it. Um, so your opponent will know which creature you have uh, the uh, barrier on before swinging. Mm-hmm. The opponent will know which enemy is vulnerable on before you swing. But um, So yeah, the ability to protect something that you know you want to protect, like Lulu, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, slap vulnerable on something that's a you know a big problem for you like uh, I don't know Ezreal or something. Um, I mean that's pretty huge, and sure. I, I mean I just I just look at Lulu and it checks every box. Now granted it is a little bit weak in the stats, so you do have to protect it a little bit. But heck, uh, I just I mean you can play Lulu swing once you support an ally, it'll die and it'll still progress for your second and third copies of Lulu. Yeah, I I really like Lulu.
0: I think she's really strong and you could play her in a deck that's light support centric. You're still going to want to have some supports in your deck, like she can't be your only one otherwise she's never going to level up. Um, but she could be good enough without leveling up to be honest with you. Like it's a, if you have the attack token on 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 the odd turn, and you get to play her and attack with her, and turn something that was a one one or a two two into a four four, that could potentially be enough. Like, like that's strong. That's really really strong, yeah, especially for an aggressive deck. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I she she's she's I I really like I really like Lulu, um and uh and I think that i can't I can't figure out. here's the thing. like there are sometimes you see cards, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to slot that into this deck. It fits. Lulu isn't like that. I feel like you're going to you're going to build a new deck around yeah. Lulu in some capacity. And I don't know exactly what that deck looks like or exactly how good that deck is, which will probably dictate a little bit about how good Lulu is. But I think just like looking at her in a vacuum, which you can't really do, she's very, very strong. Um, and I think fun and flexible, like she's all of those things. She's fun. She's flexible. Mm-hmm. She's, she's strong. Um, I, I think that she's just overall a, a good, a good card. Jeff, what did you think about Lulu?
1: I, she's definitely interesting. Um, the stat line is, I, I don't know about the stat line. Uh, that's probably what I like the least about it, but she's three mana. So I, I guess that's, that's what you get. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to say. Uh, she'll be she'll be interesting. Maybe Lulu Zed would be interesting. Just pure Ionia. Oh, I don't know. Hard to say. Um, there is
2: something to there is something to be said for like slapping that buff on a uh, elusive target. Hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Buffing an elusive to a four four.
2: Yeah, or something with overwhelm. Like if you put this with frail yard and played the reckless raider on two. And then Lulu grows your Reckless Raider to a four four, and now it's with overwhelming tough. With overwhelming tough, I mean, <laughs> you know, That's I mean, there's, there's there's some good there's some good stuff there. I think the biggest weakness, Jeff, you're you're right, is probably the stat line. But I think more than that, it's that you need to play resilient two drops, or or else Lulu on three is worthless. You have to have a two drop. So the biggest answer to Lulu in my mind uh, is killing their two drop. On two, mm-hmm. so they don't have anything for Lulu to, to buff.
0: And that's always the weakness of support cards. Right. If the yeah. if the support deck doesn't have anything to buff, they're they're up a crick.
2: Yeah. Right. They're they're
0: just mm-hmm. playing a weaker
2: statted minion, typically. Yeah. So if anything, I could see Lulu going uh, alongside like that. I can't believe I'm saying this, and it probably won't. It probably won't happen because the high rolls with other cards will be better. But there's that two mana one four uh in demacia mm. there's also a two mana one four in si sure uh the frog thing the toad uh, yep yeah, the toad, Tony toad. yeah the to- so i mean you're looking at two mana one fours which without lulu are not aggressive but with lulu they make sure they live long enough to actually see that swing or just the two mana two two with tough that you get from demacia
0: yeah that wouldn't be bad four it would be a four fourth tough yep yeah i i think
2: that she's she's just good
0: once again i think we'll we'll have to see we'll have to see if support is strong enough mm-hmm. The support thing the next card though uh uh d b n is like the i don't know if you know this or not, but this is the this was the the big card this past week
2: well, i saw a lot of people get I saw a lot of people get pretty heated about it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I kind of expressed my thoughts in, in our Discord group. And I, oh, I, didn't you even know, see I that. know that I have. Well, I haven't really uh, looked at Reddit. I, I don't look at Reddit during reveal season ever. Um, I really don't look at Reddit that much in general. Uh, <laughs> but definitely not during reveal season. Um, so this is Lulu's Whimsy. It's a four mana burst spell, and yes, this is true burst, not slow burst. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says transform a follower into a one one squirrel and silence it this round. Then, if you if you play, it's uh, it's the normal card's whimsy. I I think yeah yeah, yeah yes the normal card is whimsy, but this is Lulu's card where if you have duplicates, you get a, a second you get a copy of it. So, uh, which I think is a pretty strong one. I think that strengthens Lulu pretty, pretty well having this as the duplicate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, even without it, it'll just be whimsy. Um, so let, let me just rehash that. You transform a follower. So not champs into a one, one squirrel and you silence it for this round only. So, uh, at the end of the turn, if that one, one squirrel who is silenced survives, um, it pops back up to whatever it was before same stats. It was before, I believe it's been confirmed that if it's, if it was buffed, like if it had like an omen Hawk plus one, plus one, it comes back with that buff. Um, so it's not like it, the card is forgotten. Um, like in some games, that's the case where if ever gets something ever gets transformed, the buffs go away. Tesla worked like that largely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, that is not the case for this. Um, so that's your, this is your opportunity to kill it for this one round. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so a lot of people were comparing this to polymorph from hearthstone and getting really worked up because I think believe polymorph is a pretty largely reviled card. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I think people are afraid of what that could mean, especially for decks that want to build big creatures, which is a, if not a com- super competitive way to play is definitely a very fun way to play for a majority of people. Sure. Um, Having big things is fun. Uh, so th- cards like this, cards like um, Polymorph and Hex from Hearthstone, have a tendency to really punish those players, uh, and those players tend to, you know, get really upset about that. Understandably, I happen to think that this card is no is not a problem at all, and is actually one of the most delicately designed and interesting uh, kind of cards that we've seen from this entire thing. I absolutely adore the design of this card, even if I'm sure I'm going to be punching myself in the face when it gets played against me.
0: Yeah, I um Jeff, tell me what you think first. I want to know what you think first.
1: Uh I, I don't know. I honestly, I, I would have to see it played. I and I think a lot of this debate would be figured out as soon as it's played you know somebody uses whimsy on you you're gonna say okay that's op or okay that wasn't so bad <laughs> i think that's what's gonna happen and it'll people still fight over it and complain about it probably um but i think for the most part people are saying "For mana you know it doesn't even guarantee the kill or whatever you know you, you just i don't i don't know I would have to see it played. I think that's the key.
0: Yeah, I think one of the problems is is sometimes this is you spend four mana, transform them into a 1-1 one, one and silence them for a round, and then they vengeance your card that was going to block it and kill the 1-1. One, one. <laughs> and then their 1-1 one, one survives and you'd never get rid of anything. And I... right. That is obviously a downside to this card. I, it's funny because I read through it and and I, I wasn't even like, oh, okay, I, I just read through it. like I was, And then I was like listening to streams and Swim was going around sort of like interviewing and talking to different streamers and content creators. And there was like such a wide range of opinions. Everyone from like, uh, I think like Silver had said like it, it's like a really strong card and kind of crazy. And then, um BBG was like this card's garbage and I hate it and it's the worst card I've ever seen. It will never see play. And I'm like, ah, it's probably somewhere between those two. But I do lean more on the side of this card's probably not fantastic. Um, and it's probably like a lot of champion cards where you'll be happy to get it sometimes when you have a Lulu on the board and a second Lulu in hand, but it's probably not going to be a card that's frequently going to see play in decks. I think there's going to often be cheaper and more reliable forms of combat tricks than this. And it's going to be too hard to combo to get rid of something. Right? Like, you could always use this and then what Arcane shot it or something to get rid of the creature, but it's going to be 6 mana for the removal. I think that, and it's going to take up 3 spots in your deck. I'm not convinced that this card is crazy. I'm open to being wrong. It's just at this point, I'm just not convinced it's crazy.
1: That, yeah, That's I my think, leanings, too.
2: I think this card is really strong. But I think its strength is not in the... What you were talking about, the mana efficiency or the reliability. The strength mm. is in the flexibility. Um, I mean, this card... Admittedly, can't target champs, which is uh, the the bigger downside, yeah, in my opinion. That's huge. Um, that's big. Uh, but I think more than that, I don't think this is ever going to be like a runs three in a deck. But I think this is a runs one or two in most Ionia decks, especially non-aggro Ionia decks, um, because you can throw it down in the middle of a combat trait and say, hey, you know, your big thing was attacking my medium range thing. Uh, now my you know three three is hitting a one one. Not only do you have to either ex and, and here's the thing you play this, they are forced to either accept that their one one is dying, likely in a trade because of its burst speed, right? Um, but potentially alongside a static shock or a mystic shot, whatever you have to do, uh, on that side of things. Uh, if you're ever put in an opportunity where like you, you can, you, the player who's playing Lulu's Whimsy, can can judge the mana necessity. How much mana do I need to expend to make this thing dead? In that case, you maybe do say, well, it's worth playing Lulu's Whimsy and a Mystic Shot. Mm-hmm. But you might just say, kind of like with the Fury of the North, well, I would love to trick this trade. Let's see if it happens. Right? Sure. But the bigger thing here is that it's going to massively tempt your opponent to do weird things with their mana so that they can win the creature back. It's the it's the mind game potential with this card that I think is so fascinating. Because if you look at this and you, you play, let's say you have a uh, trade and, and I play this on your big creature and you say, I really need this creature back. I mean, this is my they who endure. I gotta have this back. That's my win condition, right? You start dumping cards onto that and not just cards, but dumping mana onto that. Um, that in many ways, you might even be at the point where you four mana for a Fury of the North on their 1-1 their one, one, they who endure to make sure it comes back the next turn, in which case you've traded the same level of mana, right? Sure. Um, but even without that, I mean, you're, they are still not developing because they're protecting. I I, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking at all the possible situations where I play Lulu's Whimsy, not necessarily to kill the thing, but to bait them to play their Elixir of Irons. Yeah, I I think this card. You know what the biggest weakness of this card is? It can only target a follower. Uh no. I was going to say the biggest weakness of this card is that it's in Ionia. Hmm. Um. And I feel like Ionia has a massive amount of competition for medium range to expensive spells. Um. And I think that, frankly, it doesn't have... I'm, tr- I'm racking my brain. I mean, besides, like, Karma decks, which are, I think, a little bit out of vogue at the moment, um, don't have, like, super popular control lists at the moment. And we may see that shift, obviously. I mean, Karma's always on the table. <laughs> um, but that's where I'm at. I, I think if this car, if this car was in a different faction we might just be like freaking out. I mean, heck, I would not mind playing Ionia Bilgewater and with all the different ways that Bilgewater can do a a single point of damage. uh, That could be fun. I don't know. I I wonder how this
0: works with Karma. So
2: if you play Karma and it doubles this, do you lose
0: the... Well, no, because ar- listen, it would turn it into a one-one squirrel that's silenced, and then it would turn in it would turn the one-one squirrel into a one-one squirrel that's silenced, and then if you didn't kill it, would that thing come back as a one-one squirrel, or would it come back as the creature it originally was? Because you're actually doing it twice. I think it, it would twice. remember both.
2: I think it would go from one-one squirrel into a one-one squirrel into the original creature. But even if it wasn't the case, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily about playing this with karma. Although you definitely, I was just curious. To, yeah. But I mean, just thinking of karma as playing a control list, this is a good control tool. The issue is, does Ionia need another good control spell when it has deny and will and, and all that other jazz? Yeah, and like the four to five um, slot range. Right. Um, so that's my point is that I think that this has a lot of competition in that spell cost range in Ionia, which is maybe the biggest weakness of it. I th- I think the card's great. I think the card's also not OP. I don't think the card's broken. You can respond to it. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So I, I really, I really love this this design. Uh, I, I'm just very impressed with this card from a design standpoint. Hmm. Um. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, 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 one? yeah,
0: yeah. Go ahead and move on. I mean, this this thing All has right. been talked about agnosian
2: by by people, not us. So sure. Next three cards, we can probably get through pretty quick. Picks one mana zero one. Uh support give my supported ally plus two plus one this round. This is obviously not a one mana card that you want to play on turn one. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: not good. Is that a kitty? Yeah, yeah. it's a kitty. That that was Aww. Jeff's cat. Jeff's cat loves this card.
1: She loves picks. It's amazing.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Jets cat just loves our podcast.
0: Uh that's she true. Does. Yeah. She spent some time in our Discord. Um uh, was Legends
1: Cat for a while.
2: Legends cat? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's why she started listening and I had to explain it to her. They're saying cast, not cat.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
2: This is brilliant. <laughs> I don't have
0: any strong opinions about picks. I don't even think I would play it in a support deck necessarily.
2: Yeah, I don't think I would.
0: If it had elusive, Jeff? I
2: would.
1: I, I agree. Jeff? I I don't I don't think it's super good.
2: All right, Fey guide. Uh, four mana, three three. Grant an ally elusive. Now, does that stick? that sticks. Yes. okay you know sumpworks map does it for cheaper half yeah. the price yeah and i don't know if a 3-3 body is worth that like an understated body for the price point is worth giving a different if it could give itself can it give it to itself it can't give it to itself no, no. Uh, no, you can't do that in this game. Yeah, then, then if they can't give it to itself, I think this guy's pretty, pretty garbage because other cards exist that do that effect. Mm-hmm. If it was, if it was the only one of its kind, we're looking at combo potential there. But you know, um, yeah, anything on that, guys? I'm gonna play it with no. School Squirrel. Sure, yeah, there you that, go. that's what I mean. You
0: could do it in four. faction. Yeah, they're both on four, but no yeah, no yeah, I, I i think
2: i think you got it right it's not particularly impressive and it's artwork uh, is garbage yeah it's pretty crummy artwork now startled stomper i actually really like me too i think this card's great this card is built to receive support buffs yup yeah. and this is the one a- target card from the set this this yeah set it's a, it's
1: a-, of cards. It's a group. Yeah.
2: And-, and that really if any what you need to know about the intent of this card also it looks like dumbo which just just I mean, it's just it's a cute It's an elephant, you know. Uh, but it's a two mana, two three with overwhelm, and that's it. Two mana, two, three with overwhelm. But the three and the overwhelm might seem like they contradict each other, but that's that's because we're we're buffing it with support effects, and we need that three defense for it to live to meet to meet that point, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree.
1: <clears throat> two mana two three is just generally good um doesn't matter what the text is it's it's just pretty pretty good yeah for the most part it, it it's not the best two trick that's for sure but it's it it'll it'll see play
0: maybe yeah. yeah there's not a lot of things that support on turn 1 except picks but which i already don't like yeah, yeah. So, i mean this would be like a what a a four you supported it, it would be like a a four, four with overwhelm if you played picks on one and then startled stomper and attacked a four fourth overwhelm and then your, your picks dies and then you play your Lulu and then you make this thing another four fourth overwhelm. Um,
2: Yeah. Sure. I'm good with that. Sure.
0: Maybe. Sign me up. Maybe. Maybe. I like it because I think the artwork's cute and it's like an elephant. My daughter will love it. My daughter will love this card. Mm.
2: Absolutely will love it. Even though it has scary hollow eyes. And like there's there's probably better stuff out there, but it is it's in Targon notably. Like there there might be better stuff out there in other factions, you know, but it's giving you the option in Targon as opposed to in something else. So, I mean, it, it may not ever see play, but it it that's what it exists for. And I like the design intent overall. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, are we ready to move on to the next set of cards that've been revealed so far? Hey, that's going to do it for the end of this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. In our next episode, 27.5, we are going to look at uh, Shadow Isles, uh, Freljord cards, and a few other target cards that have been revealed so far. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out episode 27.5 for the other half of this rather large, large episode, and be sure to check us
2: out on patreon.com legendscast.